Hello and welcome to another Voice of Wealth podcast. I'm Charlotte de Capoisson. Today we are going to explore the blue economy and who better to help us navigate through this exciting topic but Ramon Esteruelas, Senior Investment Specialist from BNP Paribas Asset Management. Hello Ramon, good of you to join me today. Hello Charlotte. The World Bank Group defines the blue economy as seeking to promote economic growth, social inclusion and the preservation or improvement of livelihoods, while at the same time ensuring environmental sustainability of the oceans and coastal areas. Ramon, can you please explain the exact scope of the blue economy? Actually, the blue economy, as defined by the World Bank, is the use in a sustainable way of the ocean resources for economic growth, um, to improve livelihoods, of course, of many people um, that live around in aquatic ecosystems, to generate jobs, and of course, uh, the ocean's uh, ecosystem health. It, it does encompass many activities. It encompasses maritime transport, where you have 80% of international goods are traded by sea, or waste management activities, 80% of um, litter, let's say, in the ocean is, is actually from land, land-based resources where you have fisheries, um, of course, renewable energy sources, tourism, and of course, forests, forests sorry, and vegetation around um, uh, ocean and water ecosystems. So it encompasses actually several activities, some of them, Um, not so well known by many investors. It's interesting because I think folk understand that the blue economy relates to the sea, oceans and water, but perhaps they are not aware of the forestry aspect. How are the two related? Yes, it's true that uh, many investors or many people actually do not think initially of forestry and land as related to the blue economy, we think it is only aquatic or ocean ecosystems. But as a matter of fact, they are very important. Um, Among other things, as you know, uh, they do capture carbon. So they are an important uh, medium or even solution to try to capture uh, some of the excess carbon dioxide that we have emitted in the atmosphere. Um, It is also very important to understand that uh, forestry and land uh, are or include ecosystems that are very much intertwined with aquatic and ocean uh, ecosystems. Um, So in order for us to restore that natural capital that we have destroyed with our industrialization, we must take into account uh, all these different elements linked to the so. Uh, defined blue economy. Let's hone in on oceans that you are a specialist on. Ramon, I like figures and before this interview I did a bit of homework. 71% of the Earth's surface is covered by oceans. 93% of climate heat is absorbed by oceans. 50% of oxygen that we breathe is generated by oceans and 25% of carbon emissions are absorbed by them. 
Most people know that life below water is one of the UN Sustainable Development Goals. Can you expose the threats? Well, indeed, um, oceans and aquatic uh, ecosystems are extremely important. Um, they are part of our supply chain. Um, they are also capturing carbon. As you know, the Earth was uh, created 4.5 billion years ago, approximately with an endowment of carbon. A, a big or a large amount of that carbon is in the under the Earth's crust, but the second largest carbon uh, reservoir, as you as you could put it, is actually oceans. And what's happening is that with our human activity, um, we have actually over-exploited these the resources from our from our oceans and seas. Eighty um, percent, for example, of the world's fish stocks are fully, fully exploited in an economy that has actually generated around three to six trillion dollars a year in economic uh, wealth or economic growth. Also well known the fact that because we have emitted a large amount of greenhouse gases with our industrialization, this has increased the global temperature of the of the atmosphere to very dangerous levels, which is causing actually uh, sea levels to rise. And then, of course, there is the problem around the, the pollution or waste that we actually uh, put into our oceans and seas in a recurrent way. Um, so the threats are very important. And the issue at stake is that uh, we uh, are actually dependent, our economies, on these ecos ecosystems to survive in a sustainable manner. Let's talk about biodiversity in general. Can you define it and what is at stake? Biodiversity is actually present around all these ecosystems that we have explained before. Biodiversity is, is, is finally the, the variety of plants, of animals, uh, fungi and microorganisms that actually interact and live and reproduce and, and are a source, of course, uh, of resources to us uh, Homo sapiens um, in in the different ecosystems around the world. The problem is that uh, due to excessive land and sea use, I've ex spoken before about fisheries and uh, over exploitation of our resources, land exploita exploitation, pollution, even invasive species. Uh, we've had a severe biodiversity loss, and as you know, um, we are. There's been estimates about our dependence uh, on our natural capital, which includes biodiversity, and actually around 50% of global GDP depends uh, on this supply chain, which is provided by biodiversity and the ecosystems where they interact. In particular, how is the asset management industry addressing biodiversity threats and opportunities? I think in the asset management space, um, it's still a fairly innovative strategy to invest in in biodiversity or in companies that can help us restore that natural capital, which includes biodiversity that we have destroyed with our industrial activity. And one of the ways um, of uh, investing in as an asset manager in biodiversity, in the opportunities that offer uh, some of these um, issues around biodiversity laws is actually to look for companies that are offering solutions to help us restore this natural capital we 
we have destroyed and which is such, so necessary for our sustainable uh, living. Um, there are several ways of looking for companies that offer these type of solutions, uh, companies maybe that are um, actually um, dedicated to um, avoiding deforestation or reforestation. Um, activities, uh, companies that do, for example, on land um, farm fishing to avoid having a negative impact on the oceans or rivers, etc. Um, so there are several ways, although it is a fairly innovative area where um, discussions are mostly around how to report impact. As governments are moving towards alternative sources of energy in the green transition, in what way are oceans contributing? Well, let's not forget um, that, as I said before, this, the, the oceans are a big and important uh, carbon reservoir and, and captures carbon, carbon, as I say, um, in a very important manner. But not only that, there is research uh, around the use of seaweed, for example, as biofuels, um, how to capture the ener energy that is generated by tide, tide waves, for example. But not only that, um, as you know, uh, the largest source of renewable power uh, is not wind, is not solar, it's actually hydropower. So um, there are several ways to try to extract uh, possibilities not only to capture carbon but also to produce alternative en energy uh, using the resources that we have in the oceans. Why would people choose to invest in the blue economy? In other words, what are the attractions? Well, as an investor, um, the opportunities that are offered around companies that can provide solutions to help us restore these ecosystems and to take advantage in a sustainable way respecting our uh, environment to the growth opportunities of the blue economy are actually very, very interesting. Um, there's many, many numbers that quantify the opportunities of uh, investing in the blue economy. Uh, the World Bank estimates that marine, or marine fisheries actually uh, contribute more than uh, $270 billion annually to global GDP if uh, we find and we have found companies that do fishing in a sustainable way, um, we actually think that these companies uh, should be able to outperform the general markets in the long term and also benefit from huge investments from public and private sectors. How can investors gain exposure to this space? Well, investors can actually gain exposure to this space uh, by investing in financial products being mutual funds, uh, either active uh, or, of course, ETFs um, or passive investments that include companies that are actually offering environmental solutions to uh, help us navigate this transition towards a different energy mix and, of course, to help us take advantage of the economic opportunities around the, the blue economy. Um, we think that when people invest in this space, and they are actually uh, investing also in companies that are benefiting from these from a large trends that are becoming mainstream uh, such as uh, the trend towards uh, environmental protection uh, in trends towards uh, climate change and how um, this could affect 
um, our economic growth. So there are several products be, being active or passive or other types of financial products that can help us gain uh, some exposure to this very, very interesting space. Thank you, Ramon Estejuelas. And a reminder to our audience, to be sure to receive our audio content every week, please search for BNP Paribas Wealth on the podcast platform of your choice, such as Apple Podcast, Podcast Addict, Spotify or other podcast providers. <laughs>